I have a question. Um, what, uh, like, how do you think your funeral is going to go? How do I think my funeral is going to go? Yeah. Like, or like, I don't want to say like, what do you want at your funeral? Like, I'm like, I'm asking you maybe like predict what would happen at your funeral. I mean, I think I would hope I get one cry. Just, I don't need a lot of people crying. Just like one. I would assume it would be my sister. Would shout out my sister. She had heart surgery this week. Shout out to Lucinda for having major, major surgery. It wasn't that big. It was just like they went in through her leg and made oh, it or something. But yeah, no. It, it, I was like, my mom casually slipped that into conversation last week. And I was like, Jeez. I'm sorry, what? <clears throat> but um, yeah, so speedy recovery. I think she's doing well. Um, nice. My funeral... I would hope that it's, like, a little bit more of, like, a party vibe than anything else. Like, if I, if I die, when I die, I have lived my best life. I have, I've done what I wanted to. I've, you know, like, I lived life the way I wanted to live it. And so I'm not going to, like, even if I died, like, tomorrow, dude, like, I'd hope you'd keep the podcast going. And like maybe just replace me, and then like really use really use my death to like get yourself some monetary gain. Like yeah, that's how you know what I mean. Of course. Um, but how many people? Are, like how many people are you expecting showing up? Are we in like twenties, forties, sixties? Realistically, I would say. Well, I would hope the the entirety of chat shit get banged would show up. At minimum. And so, like, I think between my group chats, I think you have a solid 20-ish people. And then I think family, it depends on what family is left at the time I die. But were it to be tomorrow, I would say that gives me another 10 or so. And then I would hope there would be a couple other people that would be like, yeah, so let's say, let's say 45, 50. That's what I would be shooting for. Maybe also, I think I'm discounting like people's parents that we grew up with. Like, I think Mrs. Parenti would come to my funeral. Yeah. 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 I like, I, but I would, I would want it to be like open bar. I want you guys to do like, uh, I want you guys, I want to be buried in Georgetown. I want you guys to, I want you to go to, uh, Tim Lizzie's and I want you to put me on a raft and sail me out into Rock Pond and then shoot flaming arrows at me. I have Tin Lizzie's. Tin Lizzie's isn't there anymore. I know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Do I? Um, yeah, I mean, I would hope your funeral would be like, I would, I would want it to be small and intimate. Yeah. Uh, definitely an open bar. Yeah, I would, I would love, like, have you seen that skit of the SNL skit where it's like Will Ferrell and Alec Baldwin and a couple other guys, and they're like, to Bill Branston, and they have these big fake teeth in, and they're just going around <laughs> telling stories of, like, Bill Branston once, like, you know, uh, got into a fight with s- six, you know, uh, strong men and beat them all with his dick or something like that. Yeah. We're just telling yeah, stories. I- I would want you specifically to just be making up nonsense about me yeah. the entire time. Duncan slept with my wife. 
Uh, <laughs> while I watch. <laughs> so and, then pause, and then you pause, you go, my wife. And then you continue on. My wife. That's what you would, would have wanted, that I said my wife. Correct. Yeah. 100% correct. Um, well, welcome to the Chonestone Podcast. <laughs> I'm a bag of dicks. Put me to your lips. Off on the most positive note we can. Duncan's funeral. Yeah. yeah. Duncan's death. I don't know. Death There's a okay. where I'm like, bring it the fuck on, dude. Like, let's go. Let's party. You, you, know? already, look half, you already look half dead. <laughs> yeah, dude. You, look like, you do have a Beetlejuice vibe going on right now. If you say uh, Dunkin' Donuts three times fast, I appear. With Starbucks. Yeah, with a, with a full cup of Starbucks. Um, Emma, shout out Emma. She uh, texted me out of the blue, and she goes, I have the perfect Halloween costume for you. And I was like, what? And she just goes, Dunkin' Donuts. You just dress up as a donut. And I was like, fucking perfect, dude. I'm in. And did you do that? No, I didn't dress up for Halloween. Oh man, you didn't you didn't have the Halloween spirit. Did you do anything for Halloween? No, I had work, and then I uh, closed. So by the time I got out, I was like, "I'll go play some zombies in celebration." There Halloween. you go, drink yeah. some beer. Um, I I uh, had a I played with two random kids last night. Had a fourteen kill win. Wowie wowie! I put up fourteen. One of the other kids put up a twenty bomb. We were fucking Shit. cooking. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, it's go been, uh it's been, it's been some time that I've before since I've played Call of Duty. But yeah. um I'm gonna go yeah. Get, yeah, never mind. It, Halloween, uh we went to the Medford House. Um it was very fun. Um there's always a good mix of people that I'm like yeah, 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 it's you again. And the other half being like, who the fuck are you? Like, yeah. like it's people that like Kevin went to college with or uh, Dedham kids. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, it's great to see you. Or I mean, there's, there's a group of people that are usually like there all the time that I'm like, oh, I know you're, you're the Dedham guys and everything. And they're like, oh, I've never met you before. I'm like, yeah, you have. Um, and I'm not even like wearing like a weird costume. Literally, it's, I'm wearing like a fisherman costume. Where you can you, still see, see my face. You added one article of clothing to a otherwise normal outfit. Exactly. Time. Yeah. Um, but it was fun there. <laughs> there was um, so uh, my girlfriend Sarah and all of her friends um, came as well. They like pre-gamed um, at my place, then went over. Um, as soon as we got there, out of the crowd, I see none other than Ronald McDonald. Um, no, not who you think, like the like a girl dressed up as Ronald McDonald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow, uh, that is a force. She's got the red wig. Her face is painted, and it's like she must have used like acrylic paint because it was like cracking and like blotchy. It wasn't like your typical like party store face paint and it was done like botchily and i was like holy shit like that is like an eyesore basically and, yeah 
Uh, but it was funny. And then I remember like walking through the crowd kind of right when we got there. Everyone's in that like first, uh, like their like dining room, living room area. And uh, I like kind of walked by her and she's like staring at me. And she like says something, but the music is too loud. I'm like, was that to me? And so I just like kind of keep walking by. Um, the night continues to go on and so I can still, she's like looking at me and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, why? And so I just ignore we, you gonna kill me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, oh, she just wanted to. She just wanted to offer me a cheeseburger. Actually, um, <laughs> later in the night, we're all like kind of hanging up in like the living room area. There's like a football game on. We're just like shooting the shit. Like we just played like flip cup or something. I'm like trying to cool down, and Ronald is sitting on the couch, and one of Sarah's friends goes over to her and goes, "Hi, I just want to let you know that I love your costume. Like, it's." kind of a force but you're like pulling it off and she goes i know no one here and she goes i absolutely hate that i made this decision but i'm making the best out of it she's just like i just keep going up to people like if they'll walk by me or near, near me like they need to like get by i'll just look them dead in the eye and go oh did, did you want to kiss me <laughs> and she goes and no one knows knows who i am no one knows my name and i'm loving every minute of it and they were all my friends were like loving her like taking pictures with her and everything i just think that that is an ultimate move just to be like oh you you want to kiss me right <laughs> is that why you're coming up? i think we need to find her and have her on the podcast because she sounds incredible yeah she's yes and she is very much yes and. She's 10 out of 10 yes and. That sounds like something that would have come directly out of Bridget's mouth when we talked to her. Yeah. Oh, like she would have been like, oh, you, you want to you kiss me? Yeah. Just by someone like walking, trying to slip by her in a basement. Um, no, they were like dying laughing. Like it was really funny. And it wasn't like my Sarah's friends were like making fun of her. They were literally like, all these other girls are like putting so much effort in and you dressed up as Ronald McDonald and like, they're like, we can tell you have a sense of humor. And she goes, I'm just making the best of it. <laughs> it's so funny. Did um, you ever discover like why she was there? <clears throat> no, I'll, I'll, ask, like, I'll just have to ask Kevin. I have no idea yeah. who she came with. She may have come with Katie's friends, maybe. So maybe Katie, if you're listening to this message me and or Duncan to tell us who, uh, yeah, I, I was. if we send the call out, like if if one of the people that listens to this, uh, if you know this person, please put us in contact with them. We would like to talk to them. Yeah, you know, it was very funny because I don't know. It was just everything. Um, the night was pretty fun. I don't remember any sort of Uber ride home or the rest of the night. I do remember. So I accidentally like hit the mantle of like to their fireplace that is like basically covered by like a couch so you can like reach up when you're sitting on the couch and like hit this mantle there was a lit candle on it and i just reached up and hit it and the candle fell over and hot wax got all over me and i was like too and all over their the couch i was too drunk to realize what i had done and i'm like thinking like the next morning because my shirt and like my fisherman outfit is covered and i remember like drunkenly looking at the couch cushion and i'm like that's a lot of candle wax um, <laughs> it was an accident um i'm sure they just flipped over the couch cushion and didn't do anything about it um but i was like 
the next one, I'm like, was that, did that hurt me? Like, do I have burns from hot wax? Nope. It just was like, I'm fine. <laughs> um, I don't understand how I didn't get more hurt. Like, it was literally falling hot wax in a glass candle. And yeah. it was just, yeah. it was just like a stain. The answer is just you're at peak human performance and nothing can touch you. You're invincible. I am Superman. Um, My peak human performance is after work. I, I decided early in the day yesterday that I was going to get McDonald's after work. And so I got a McDouble, a hot and spicy McChicken, a six-piece nuggy, and then I played Xbox for three hours. And then I went for a run at 2.30 in the morning. And I was coming back from my run, what? and I saw a Dodge Challenger come fucking right by me. And then they stopped, like, kind of a little bit down the street from my apartment, did a donut in the middle of a four-lane street, That's and then took off like a fucking rocket down a side street. And I just saw in the gas station, cops lights flick on, and then go shooting after this guy so i like go back inside i'm like bop, 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 you know doing yeah. my thing sitting on my bed all of a sudden i hear the sirens again and i hear the engine he comes back does another donut and then takes off down our street and it was like a full-on cop chase dude oh he my like, god I love it. and i was like are we like are we in grand theft auto is this what like election 2020 is like just fucking do whatever you want. There's no rules anymore. I appreciate that. That is... That's something, man. Like... Because that's also, like, you're not just getting a ticket for that. No, you're going to jail. That's jail time. Yeah. You gotta get yourself a lawyer. He was maybe on the phone and he couldn't get a hold of a lawyer. Yeah, he was like, pick up, pick up. Um, uh, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. oh, it isn't, but it's awesome. Um... I think we, I, we, I want to personally come out and support the, uh, that. I also have a new addendum to my presidential campaign, which is I'm just going to get rid of any sort of change. We are just going to become a country that rounds up to the nearest dollar. Oh, I was like, you know, Obama's whole thing was changed. We're just going to get, we're going to get rid of ever adding anything new. <laughs> the founding fathers were 100% right. We're just, fucking we're right back to it i am a pure federalist from 20 from 20 whenever you get elected from say like 2032 on we're just going to stay the years aren't going to change the months are not going to change we're going to try our best to keep the sun in the middle of the sky it's going to be monday every day monday not no thursday every thursday (laughs) thursday every day or maybe a Wednesday. So we'll just throw in it. We'll sprinkle in a couple Wednesdays just so that people can go, hey, I know you know what day it is. Yeah, it's hump day. Hump um, day. So speaking of your presidential campaign, um, if maybe you'll be the first president with an OnlyFans. Ooh. Uh, just thinking about that. Uh, yeah. And a podcast. Uh, no, does Obama have a podcast? No, Michelle does. The Obamcast? The electionist? That that video of him just hitting a three. Uh, Cold-blooded. He is... goes down his mask and goes, that's what I do. Is he the most athletic president ever? Um, 
Besides maybe, maybe besides Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, maybe JFK. Uh, he, was more like, he, he strikes me as, I oh, know he's a golfer, but he strikes me also as like a tennis. and Yeah, yeah one of those fake athletes. Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt like boxed and played football and like killed people and shit. He was a real bad man. Yeah. He literally, before he became president, he was a part of the Rough Riders and they were bounty hunters, basically. <laughs> yeah, he was fucking, dude, what, isn't it true that he didn't want to be president? No, he wanted to be the first time. Um, the second time, he was like, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> he was like, this is overrated. I'm over, I'm over this. Have you seen how much shit they make me do? It sucks, bro. I just sailed to England every once in a while. He just, really, he just wanted to, like, change, like, the meatpacking industry, and that was about it. Um, we are talking about... Some ideas for the meatpacking industry. Um, we are speaking of presidents because concurrently with the Charlie Stone podcast... The election is happening. Um, still underway. As of right now, recording, Biden is in the lead with 237 electoral votes compared to Donald Trump's 213 electoral votes. We are still deciding on whether or not Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Arizona got called. It's white on CNN. Oh, I have it as called for Biden. Are you looking at Associated Press? Yeah. yeah Associated Press is very, like, left-leaning. So yeah. I think they're automatic. They're going to give it to him because they also gave, they gave him Arizona, like, back at, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. And it's still they, white. They, no, bro, I was awake when they gave him Arizona. It was 2 a.m. Central time when uh, they gave him Arizona. <clears throat> Uh, if he gets Arizona, I mean, that's 11 votes, and he goes up to 248, which is great. Basically, all Biden needs to do is win Arizona, Nevada, and Michigan, and he gets the presidency. And uh, Oompa Loompa Man is... I, to, he goes bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, to be honest, I truly believe... Or actually, I, I don't want to say that, because that's really mean. But uh, I was watching The Boys. Uh, I'm a nice man now. Um, I was watching The Boys, which is that superhero show. There's a s- couple scenes where, like, like, people's heads explode. And whenever yeah. I see Trump, I'm like, it's going to happen. Like, the, people's heads explode, like, on, like, a news, like, report on yeah, the board. Yeah, yeah, And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is it. It's just, like, a good close-up, like, a nice, like, shoulder, like, shoulder upshot. I'm like, this is it. Trump's head's going to explode. And I'm like, oh, oh. oh. That would be the best bow we could tie on 2020 and then just hunt 2020 into the annals of history if the the last like alive moment of donald trump on television is his just his bloody shoulders and like a stump of a spine where his his skull connects and we're i'm we're not even we're saying like spontaneously like yeah it just blew up it like inflates just a little bit Pops like a balloon. Yeah, yeah, it would be uh, incredible. But it, I'm seeing. So I mean, I guess I'm on AP, and they have uh, Biden up two forty eight to two fourteen. They have him leading in Michigan and Nevada, uh-huh. and I think that's about it, right? Did they already call Wisconsin and Pennsylvania? Yeah, Wisconsin's already called. No, Pennsylvania hasn't been called yet. Pennsylvania, so, how at this moment, like they're not. They don't know because they are getting a lot of mail. Stuff it's still leaning blue with the mail and things. They're saying they have a million mail in ballots to still count. 
It's literally we're, we're not we're not gonna get a wrap up to this for a couple of days. <clears throat> they, but they have that is that, that in my opinion, that's a good thing because it mail in ballots have trended blue. Yes, they're trending blue like like seventy nine to twenty one. Yeah, like significantly. Yeah. Um, uh, we already talked about who we voted for. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I just, I've I just been staring at this. Our, our fearless leader had 6,700 votes in the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He was like, he got 2% of all Mississippian votes, I think. Ooh. Yeah. We should have, we should have changed the bet to being, uh, if he gets a certain number of votes. Yeah, I know. I think but, I was also thinking, like, if even they just recognize Kanye on, like, the television, on, like, CNN or on Fox News, they're, they just recognize, like, and show. Well, the, also the thing that they had on the television was um, it was Biden, Trump, then, like, some sort of, like, libertarian. Yeah, it was, like, Jill Grabner or something. Yeah, it was, it was like, her fi- picture, and then it was independent, and it was Kanye West, and it was, like, the Twitter egg. Like, it didn't even show a real picture of Kanye. It was, like, like a black silhouette. I am impressed. It, the libertarian candidate is Joe Jorgensen. Yeah. I really thought it was Vermin Supreme, so I'm, I'm baffled. I don't know what happened there. I just, but... I just love when they go back to the 2016 results and, like, Jill Stein is there. I just love that name. <laughs> Jill Stein. That's just a good name. It's Jill a good... Um, Joe Jorgensen got... 1.6 million votes nationwide. That's which I a, find somewhat impressive. Yeah, that is that is um, a number. Not a small amount of people. No. Um, this, we I, just I, need to, that's who, what, this podcast needs to infiltrate the libertarian regime. Yeah. And if we can have 1.5 million listeners, but we're cooking with gas here. What, like, who, what type of person votes for libertarian? Are they like? Know. Are they left or are they right or are they moderate? I think it's like kind of dead middle. I think it's yeah. people who are like like moderate. Are they people? Do you think the people that vote for libertarian are like like I would in my brain? I'm like libertarian. I'm like I feel like people out in Amherst are yeah like yeah. very. I live in the woods. I'm very artsy. I have a lot of sweaters um, and a lot of cats and a lot of ficus. I imagine they're all people who you would um, who you would find in a sketch in Portlandia. Yes, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, like yeah, the, the, the bookstore, the two bookstore ladies. They yeah. voted for the Libertarian Party. They voted for Jill Stein. One hundred percent. Yeah. No, uh, that's exactly the type of person. Yeah. Um, it's been interesting. We uh, we were briefed on if. Because uh, they're expecting, like, shit to go down here. Yeah, same in Boston. And so they were, like, we were briefed, like, if, if we see anything, we're just shutting Starbucks down. And I was like, I feel like you guys are overblowing this a little bit. Like, they're not going to come to this random Starbucks by the hospitals and be like, Trump 2020. Like, what? Give me all the $24 in the bank account. <laughs> in the bank. I'd like Give a big macchiato, please. Yeah. Imagine they're like the yeah guys are looting and running by with like like bats and guns and then they stop in they're like hit pull on the mask hi can I get a white, can I get a white mocha <laughs> there was we do have one particular uh, Trump supporter who works with us 
and we were like talking about it on headset and uh one of our uh coworkers was like yeah oh like biden's up and she just goes on headset and she goes it's still early <laughs> shut up <laughs> that was like a real genuine it's like I, my laugh was genuine because it was it's still early <laughs> like she's already defeated and she's just like i mean give me a little bit like give me a little bit. It's still early. um there was a guy at the top of my street my street's one uh, one way he's at the top of the street in like an intersection waving a trump flag and had a sign but i was like facing the other direction this rolled down my window and went, fuck you! <laughs> and it peeled out the other way and like sped off. I'm like, I'm looking at the mirror, is he following me? Uh, did he get my license plate? I just, yeah, yelled like, fuck you out the window. Um, Surprisingly enough, the town next to me, Saugus, there's a lot of Trump people. Like, there's a lot of like pockets in Massachusetts. I just yeah. don't get it. It's like Massachusetts, hey, bud, Massachusetts is gonna vote blue. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Dude. Your, your little, uh, you know, Blue Lives Matter and Trump sign in your uh, yard, it's not going to change a fucking thing. So, like, why even try? Why put a target on your back for, like, for a Karen to be like, oh, I can't believe you're doing that. And now you have, like, a Karen that's mad at you. But, like, also, it's just, like, you're just telling people that you're a dickhead. Like, yeah. I don't Like, okay. There was a really, uh, like, awesome visual I saw last night. It was like, it was like, mid, uh, we had some of Sarah's friends and her sister over to watch the election and to drink. Um, and uh, I saw, it was in the, like, maybe around like, maybe 11, like later in the night, a lot of the votes were already coming in. Some of the states were being colored. And it was, uh, here is where currently the 2020 election is. You can see blue and red. And here is the same map of the United States. And here is where the worst and best education educated states are and it was all the red states were the least educated and all the blue states were the most educated it was like very like i was like yep it was arkansas and alabama and mississippi and kentucky and kentucky. tennessee were all, all this like gross brown that have like the worst educated states and then northeast um the west coast texas was a high highly educated um was another one that I was like, oh, that's, I didn't Texas know. Texas is almost like an anomaly, though, because it's so big that yeah. it's like, there's massive pockets of Democrats, but it's like, because of the way the Electoral College is set up, Texas always votes red because the, the like, Republicans end up somehow outweighing it. And there's a lot of, like, Texas <laughs> is still very, like, traditionalist with, like, how, the, who they vote for. They basically, it's like, it doesn't matter who you are. You're like, I'll still vote for that old white guy who happens yeah. to be right. Yeah, Ted Cruz. Um, and uh, North Dakota was really highly educated, even though they voted red. Did they, did they vote red? Um, but it was like, I'm like, I had to look into that. And I'm like, no, oh, I guess that I kind of saw that they like, a lot of their budgets go towards like better education. North Dakota was like highly educated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, whatever's going on right now, like we're not going to know until probably later tomorrow. Um, some people are saying even like late Friday, we're not going to like know. Yeah. It's like, again, Philadelphia or uh, Pennsylvania, they're like speculating. There is a million mail-in ballots and they haven't even started counting them yet because they're still doing the regular ones. Um, Fuck, I just had something, but it lost my brain. It left in my brain. Um, let me see. I, I was very disappointed in uh, Will Wayne. What are you doing there, bud? 
Yeah, man. Like, what is he just like? Is is he high? He has to be. Is he high? Like that's like this is like what 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 Wayne just did was what we were all like. Why is Kanye doing this? Like two years ago. Yeah. So is he? Maybe he's pulling a Kanye. He's infiltrating the right. It's like yeah, I mean, it was him. Him and Lil Pump were the two big names. I know. I saw that with Little Pump, and he's like, he first off, Little Pump walks up the stage to shake Trump's hand like this, like <laughs> hands by his side, and he's not swinging his arms, and he's tiptoeing up the stairs, and then he's Bro, just like, I. He looked so dumb in a Make America Great Again hat. Yeah. It, I was like, y'all couldn't have, like, tried that on before? I don't know, like... But I was just like, even if they got a bag, even if they secured the bag, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Do Wayne, you don't need it. Little oh. Pump, you definitely don't need it. Do you think that they are actually, truly like, I like what Trump says because, like, they are part of that 1% where they're like, I'm going to continue to make money? Or, like, I, I don't even know, whatever that they're, you know... Trump does not like these people. He likes that he's getting publicity and tweets because he has them up on stage with him. But, like, what is Trump giving them? So, I think Wayne is solidified enough to, like, people are going to listen to Wayne no matter what. But Lil Pump, like, nobody really likes him in the first place. And it's like he's young. Digging yourself further into the hole. He doesn't fit Trump's You're forever going to be known as the guy who stumped for Trump. He, they, they, he, he doesn't fit their demographic. He is, is he black or is he Latin or an alien? Maybe. Well, I don't know what he. Is. I don't know what he is. But, um, no, that's Wayne is a Martian. Yeah, and he's young. He basically he associates with black culture, which does not like Trump. So I just I don't really understand. Like I look at that and I'm like I don't want to think too hard about this because it's going to give me a headache because this doesn't make fucking sense. No, none at all. The other one that this is like kind of a pivot, but they were, I guess, recently Jack Harlow's team has been scrubbing the internet of all of his old songs. Of all Jack Harlow songs. Yeah, because he, I guess, used to rap like a white kid and then put on this like Kentucky kind of like accent thing and is now pretending it's his real voice. Weird. And so everyone's like, what? And I, so I guess he has like a really like suburban white kid voice. Yeah. But then he like pivoted at some point and started being like this, like, yeah. what's popping? Yeah. And I guess they're trying to like pretend like he's, I don't know. I, I, I just thought that was a weird move. He does like, look like he is. I don't even know that, that this is what Jack Harlow looked like. He. I don't, I don't, yeah, I mean, he looks like he could be from, like, wherever you said. He looks like Tyler Hero. Yeah, he, he's from Kentucky, and I could definitely see him being, like, I used to ride my tractor and yep. vote for Donald Trump. Um, is that the only song he has is What's Poppin'? No, he's on a couple other things. Right. He he released a single called Tyler Hero, that was kind uh, of that's what right. I was getting. 
Yeah. Jack, his, his real name is Jackman Lamar Harlow. Jackman. That puts my, that makes my name sound like fucking William Esquire. Jack, <laughs> Jackman. What the fuck? What, oh what, God. what sister loving friggin' <laughs> parents did he have? Jack, they must know Jackman. Jackman do. <laughs> um, um uh I'm having a brain fart too. Um music. Music. Um the Eric Andre show, rapper Ninja Warrior. As always, fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. It's the Eric Andre show. And then they also had um Joey Fatass on. Did you yeah. see that? <laughs> That's so much funny. They had they had a machine gun oh, no. Kelly Kelly on and they were like slapping him and shit. That was a couple episodes ago. Um, oh my god! No, I like need to like actually like watch them all the way through because I only watched like clips of it on YouTube of like little skits. They had Lizzo to do Bird Up. Yep, yep. Lizzo up. Lizzo up. I'm coming, you fucking Eric. Um. So in, in other news, I mean, not much is coming out like. Yeah. Um, Outcast re-released um, a deluxe version of their like big big album, um, the American Flag one. I forget what it is. Um, Stankonia. Yeah, straight to Stankonia. Um, I just wanted to bring it up because I've been getting back into um, Outcast again, specifically Bob Bombs Over Baghdad. It was like that song was on definitely some sort of like FIFA 2008 maybe um, or like FIFA like 2006 and the edited version and it was like it's like it's like fast like, bah, bah, blah, bah, 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 and it's like fucking you know Andre 2000's rapping as fast as you fucking can and then Zach De La Roche from uh, Rage Against Machines is like and it's just like chaos and I love it um, it, it it's bringing me back to like that time and I missed Outcast, even though they didn't really go anywhere. Did we have we talked about that video that I may have shown you about Andre 3000 that was just found, like at the beginning of quarantine? He was just like found out in the streets playing the flute. Yeah, there. I recently saw it. Something popped up of him. It was a compilation of people finding him in the street just playing flute. Yeah, he's just like, I, like, I know what you're doing, but like, what are you doing? Like, 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 tell us I about kinda, it. I kind of dig it, though. Like, yeah. I wish he was doing stuff also, but I dig that he's just like, I don't give a shit, dude. Just like, this is what I want to do. If you guys want to come talk to me, that's cool. But other than that, like, leave me alone. Yeah, no, it was, like, just interesting to, like, see. Like, I want to know, like, what his thought. Like, I want him to explain why he is out in the middle of a pandemic playing the flute on, like, a street corner. Like, I want him to be, like, Oh man, it's just like he goes. That's my escape. Like he goes. I'm actually while I'm doing that, I'm like in my brain, like writing like songs for the new Outcast album, and they were all like, "Yeah, keep going." Or like he's like, "I've been writing a book in my brain." Yeah, while I play. Like I'm I'm on chapter forty two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's, so. All All I want to say is that if Andre three thousand released a novel, I would read the fuck out of that. Dude, him on fucking 
international players anthem. Just yeah. Or who this cutie pie? I want to know him. If he just had a book and just talked like the beginning of international players anthem, I would. That would be the only thing I listen to until I die. Even better if he did an audio book. He should start just reading so audio books. If he if he read me Harry Potter every night before I went to bed. Oh, dude, I would. I'd pay a lot of money for that. Is all I'm he saying. has. He has. He's up there with like all time like rapper voices. Like yes, one hundred percent. So, so um, unique, indistinguishable. Uh, I am looking Benjamin Ginsburg. What the fuck am I looking? This is uh, I looking. saw a picture of two chains finally met uh, President Obama. Yeah, that, was, that awesome. was fucking legit. I was like, that's two fucking absolute ballers. I heard that uh, two chains is going to run and Obama's going to be his uh, his VP. That would be, dude, I would fucking, I would do that in a heartbeat. I would be, we need to get more people like that. Yeah. I want more, I want more fake presidential tickets. So Yeah, I, so I like, after this Donald Trump thing, like, I, if it went well, which I knew it wasn't, it was going to, you know, burn like a fucking Led Zeppelin. Um, but that would have opened up the door for all these fucking, like, in our history, just a mishmash of weird-ass presidential candidates. Like, we're already, I'm already going to tell my kids, you know, 40 years from now, it was like, I went, I lived through the election of 2016 and 2020, and Kanye ran. Um, <laughs> yeah. It kept going, like, how, like, The Rock was going to, like... Yeah, yep. Ron. Imagine like fucking fucking Toby McGuire is like a VP for someone, and well, would it would just be so funny to look back through the list of presidents and have like 250 years of like normal ass like political people, and then just all of a sudden a hard left turn in 2016 to just absolute chaos and pandemic. It, yeah, it's like five. It's 20 years. It's five terms of just like us getting like a, like fucking Scooby Doo is the VP one year. It's just bananas, and they're like, "What happened there?" And it was just like mm, a lot of people are dumb. Like people <laughs> fucking lost their mind for two decades. <laughs> I was thinking about it though, and like yesterday, I had a moment where I was like, "Like, re- I really don't know if I can do four more years of just." Chaos and pandemonium. It's been so exhausting. I would rather have chaos and pandemonium with Joe than Trump, obviously. I think it's yeah, good to chaos and pandemonium no matter what. Yeah, but I think I just want some, like, just, I just want a boring old white, like, just give me a boring old guy. Like, yeah. who's basically dead. And then, like, just... I just want it to be somewhat boring. I don't want to hear stupid things out of our president's mouth for four I, years. The last four years were exhausting because I just, you needed to keep up with Trump. And it was every time you opened Twitter, it was something new. Yeah. Him tweeting or someone tweeting about his tweet or uh, he He's saying something stupid in a press conference. Yeah, it was a lot. And so Joe isn't, the, but this is what it, it's going to continue at least for the first year. Say Joe Joe wins, knock on wood. I want him to obviously want him to win. But say Joe wins, now the right is all going to be up his ass. Like, oh, look, he fumbled his words. He has dementia. Uh, he fumbled yeah. his words because he's old as fuck. I'm fine with that. Like, th- that's that's okay. Yeah, it's just weird. Trump has opened opened up the the fucking floodgates for like old racist white dudes to be on Twitter, which they should never have been on there. I hope once Trump gets kicked out of office that Biden revokes 
anyone over the age of 45 to have a Twitter account. <laughs> Besides, like, celebrities. Like, it's just like a law. Like, like, like keep, fucking, we can already see everything. That the government can already see everything in our phone. Just get rid of Twitter for anyone that also has, like, the, uh, those slot machine apps. You know, that old yeah. people do. If you have that, you got to get rid of Twitter. Or just, like, can command F their text messages and if there are more than two n-words yeah. no dice you don't have twitter i think also we should have to if you're over the age of 45 and you want to twitter you should have to do like an internship like where you like send out tweets and then someone's job is to review them and yeah. after like a hundred tweets if you've passed you get a twitter yeah you get it yeah uh, yeah yeah. Yeah. I'm that's all right. Added to the fucking presidential platform. That is going to be part of my candidacy. Note you have a, a prerequisite to get on. Yeah. And then also, I'm creating jobs because someone has to read that, you know? Yeah. So we are just stimulating the economy left and right here. Wow. I think I, I think I got a lot of good ideas. I need to start really writing these down. Or if one of our listeners wants to write it down and make like a comprehensive platform for me yeah um that'd be super nice back, nothing that has to do with politics remotely back to music yeah uh, the other thing we have uh busta came out with his uh album the second of the extinction level event um extinction level event to the wrath of god um he has a lot of features on here but with a lot of features he also has uh, a whopping 22 songs that is an hour and 17 minutes long. Busta, that's too long. Too long. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I like. I know, I, it's, I know it's Busta Rhymes and he's like prolific, but it's like uh, it. He could be like squeezing out a turd recording, which is great content. Yeah, like, I think he could but, do that. But I don't want it to be an hour and 17 minutes long. Yeah, I'm with you. I think there were a couple of things that he could have cut out. I think that I give him a little bit of like, like if like Future put out an album that was an hour and 22 minutes long, I would be like, shoot that thing into the fucking sun. Yeah. But I think Busta did enough on it to make it like, all right, this is fine. Like having Chris Rock on it, basically yeah. emceeing it, I think made it so that it was tolerable for 20, an hour and for yeah, I mean, I'm, de I'm definitely going to find my, like, songs 80. in here because I've only gone through it once. But I'm like, come on, man. The Q-Tip song is really good. Mm -hmm. Well, we can run through. So he has um, M.O.P. Yes. M.O.P. on it. He has Delvid DeVoe, which is amazing. Um, the Minister Louis uh, Farquhar. That sounds like Farquad. He got ODB. He got Q-Tip. Sure. Um, he has... I'm sorry. I'm Little Dirty Bastard, which I, I love. ODB. fucking awesome. ODB, Q-Tip, Rick Ross, Anderson Park, um, and this is where it gets weird, Mariah Carey. And Kendrick Lamar. And Kendrick. With a look over your shoulder is my favorite off the album. That was really it was slow. Kendrick, First time we've heard Kendrick this year. Mm hmm. It's huge. Anything. Yeah. Shit. And he has Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Which is also amazing. Pretty so he, he, it's not like it's 22 minutes of just Busta because 
uh, 20 or 22 minutes, 22 songs, because of 22 songs and our 17 minutes of just but what I but that's how he raps. Yeah, uh, I would be like, eh, but he's, he mixes up, he's got variety, he slows it down on some songs. Like with ODB, it's kind of like an upbeat with Kendrick, he's going a little bit more slower and methodical and everything. It's nice, it's very, it's very modern Busta vibes, too. Yeah, like, and it's like. His music to me is kind of like timeless, where it's like you could listen to shit he dropped in 1998 and shit he dropped now, and like you could be listening to it in 2035 and be like, yo, this could have come out like I don't know last year. Yeah, no, he is timeless and everything. I do you, and it's timeless in the sense that he doesn't change it, he is changing with the times. Like, it's still that, like, the what you came to listen to when you listen to Bust Up, but then there's the new, like, we, like I said, like. The new variety, the new features that he's bringing on. The new flair. Yeah. The, the little twists that he does, it does make it fresh so that you're not listening to the same album over and over again. I did see some blend, since it's such a long album, I saw a blending of songs together. Yeah. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like five songs sounded the same to me. It was like one or two where like, mm, they sound the same. I feel like it was a little bit intentional because he did kind of like, with the Chris Rock thing he did kind of make it so that it flowed as like one cohesive piece of music instead of like a bunch of different tracks that he threw yeah. together yeah um but i had so i had done a bit of a deep dive on busta because he was on the 85 south show a couple weeks ago like doing promo for the album mm-hmm. and just like there it's i always if they have a good guest that piques my interest I go directly to that because they've sort of created this niche market where it's like they get a different type of interview out of a lot of guests than anyone else could. It's like partially like cultural and like partially that their whole thing is just like they have this whole like studio set up that's basically just like a living room and they just like shoot the shit and smoke weed and fucking drink and do whatever. And like it's a very like comfortable atmosphere and so they get sort of like different stories out of the guest yeah. like the guest is a little bit different than they would normally be so i think that's fucking i always do that and so i got right into um extinction level event part one when did that come out is 1998 wow why yeah. why do you think he uh took so long to make level two I think it's because he kind of just like went, not like MIA, but he had a period where he was just basically his whole thing was doing features. Yeah. I think he just sort of like was taking some time off. Doing features for nearly 30 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 20 odd. But I mean, like he had like a couple other albums. I'm going to go through because he, it's not like he wasn't releasing stuff. Yeah. But uh, another question for you. Um, Do you believe in Ghosts? I absolutely believe in ghosts. Okay, just checking. Yep, definitely. All right. All right. Well, ghost person? No. No, I believe in ghosts. What are you? I believe ghosts. Okay, cool. The word pro, pro ghost and pro alien podcast. No ghouls though. No ghouls. No ghouls. I don't want any ghouls here. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, again, not a lot of music news um, going on. Hopefully, we're, we get something. I mean, again, the big thing we get, we like, we got Kendrick for the first time this year. 10 months in to 2020, we get Kendrick. 
I always count that as a win. Um, is it crazy to have Buster Rhymes in your top five all time? Uh, he would be in some people's top fives, uh, but I don't think everyone's. Like, I, I wouldn't put him in my top five, but I would put him in maybe my, my top ten. Okay. He'd, I think, he'd be a good, like, nine-eight spot. I think there's a strong argument to be made for him being in your top five. Pro, the amount of time he has been making music is, is huge. Like Impressive. And then impressive. I also, like, I was listening to, like, Extinction Level Event Part 1, and his, like, rhyming and, like, vocal dexterity is almost to a level of, like, Eminem's, but without the gimmick. Yeah. Like, he, he's very, like, descriptive, fast, very wordy. Like, twisting words and, like, making rhymes in places they wouldn't necessarily go for other rappers. Like, and you're saying, and saying he's not doing what Eminem does without making almost, like, it, like silly or, like, a joke. Yeah, and, like, putting on this whole, like, horrorcore kind of, like, yeah. I'm gonna murder my wife thing. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, also, like, if you get into, like, his features and music videos, like, it was, like, him and Missy Elliott were, like, defining music yes. videos for, like, a yeah. whole generation. The shit where, like, they're, like, getting really close to the camera and they're wearing, like, the, sp- like, the, the shiny reflective suits. Like, that's yeah. iconic. That's, yeah. And, like, yeah. Now you're turning me around. Busta may be, like, higher now. He may be, like, six or five. That's what I'm saying, dude. And, like, he, I don't know, like... I was just looking at his albums and like back on my BF came out in 2009, dude. That was A-Rab music. What? Yeah. Jeepers creepers. That's uh... so, like, it's not like he, he just like went into a hole for a while. Like he's yeah. been fucking, I got to listen to this album. I think I don't think yeah. I've ever listened to it, but um, yeah. And then he had like the big bang in 2006, which was touch it. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta I, listen back to Extinction Level Two, One and Two again. I've I only listened to some in Level One, but Level Two I did listen to all the way through. I'm kicking myself for not doing a true deep dive on Busta because back on my BF and whatever the album I just said have some absolute heaters of yeah. feature. So I'm gonna. That's gonna be my project this week is doing a true deep dive. Do you have any more music stuff? There wasn't a whole lot. Um, I've been really into the sad pump lately. The like sad, since sad pump. Yeah. Since we talked about it with Jared, I've been sad pumping my little heart out, you know? Um, it's like, you're just like, dun, 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 mad world. And you're like, doing yeah. a pull up, puck crying. <laughs> no, like, for real. I've been listening to super, like, chill music in the gym. Yeah. And I don't know been doing it for me um, hey man whatever boats you float i did a little bit of a deep dive and went back through some jeezy stuff mm-hmm. like some old jeezy in the gym the other day that was good i got into a um first i was watching a tiktok and i saw a guy playing J- uh, Jimi hendrix lick and so i learned that so i'm so listening to some Jimi hendrix um and then i wanted to learn um a song that i used to know how to play on the guitar by muse uh, I've talked about Muse in the past. Um, I don't like them, 
but they are, I don't like their music, but they put on a hell of a concert. Um, so I think I had mentioned like maybe years ago that like, I would rather put on a Muse live concert and turn off the volume than actually listen to Muse. Like yeah. as the, as they go, um, I'm back on the Muse. Knights of Sidonia, plug me in, plug in baby, all those good stuff. Black, super massive black hole. This is like your drug. Yeah. You are you you fell off the train and you're back on Muse. Yeah, I'm back on I'm on that Muse baby. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all on that good stuff, dude. Straight yeah. to the vein. Fucking right in my brain. Yeah. Um I mean so, yeah. We sh- we're, let we're us gonna know let us yeah. know when you start the twelve step program. Yeah, it's gonna have to be like throwing away all my Muse posters that I've already ordered on Amazon. Buddy, I just want I'm here for you. Do we want to transition into television? Yeah, we do. So, um, Duncan, I owe you a gift of $50 or less because Big Brother wrapped up and Duncan has won our wager of, we started off by picking, what, three house guests and I think it was just whoever made it the farthest um, would, that's whoever picked that person would win. It worked out perfectly because there was a situation in which, like, somehow we didn't get a firm winner. What do you What do you mean? Well, I guess what I mean is that it could have like ended, like we could have just had all of our house guest leaves, but instead it came down to two people and then the eventual winner. Two of ours, two of our picks, and then the winner. Yeah. So, like, technically, like. We didn't, we didn't pick the winner, but yeah. we did like we did select two people that made it to the top three. And unfortunately, my Nicole F um, got kicked out in one third place. While Duncan's final pick Enzo came in second, wins a cool what did he win like fifty thousand dollars? Yeah, which yeah. is pretty decent, dude. Right? Yeah, now. I know. Yeah. But compared to Compared to uh, Cody, I wrote Corey in my notes. Uh, compared to Cody's half mil, like, but that he fucking deserved it. He also won unanimous, which is I think maybe the first, not the first time I don't think, but it's been a while since. There's not many people who can say like I won Big Brother and I got all the unanimous jury votes. Yeah, he got them all. Pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, he put. I'm in all honesty, I'm surprised that neither of us picked him. Yeah, I mean, I thought he, I thought it was, it was gonna, what was gonna happen was what happened to him like the last time he played. Like he, it was just such a powerful force. It took one like bad week, and he didn't win HOH, and someone put him up in the block, and then everyone else got convinced. Like, well, we're never gonna win against Cody, so they, he got kicked out. That's the only reason he hasn't won. They, in reality, they should have gone after him really early. Oh my god, they should have went after him like week. Five. But didn't he win like two out of the first three HOHs or something? He won the very first HOH. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so that immediately he won the first and last HOH. Yeah. Won the first HOH, but that's what's a big target on your back. He had said in the at, back then, he was like, I wish I didn't win this HOH because now I'm the first one to, to vote someone out and people aren't going to like that. But uh, yeah. I mean, fucking, he won like double digit comps, I think. 
if you uh, do both Vito and had a household, he, his social game was pretty good. He was in like a bunch of different, you know, groups that were successful. Uh, there was just a, a, a lot going on. Uh, and of course he won. Uh, I have my notes that I have Duncan a gift. Um, Enzo stays a pimp. The whole, it was very weird. Duncan, his like, he basically did so shitty on his last comp. And then he had like a meltdown. I actually saw that. Yeah. It was the one where you had to like take a picture with all the people while like the pigs yeah. were swinging back and forth. And he did it in like a half hour and everyone else was like, Corey did like fucking four minutes. And so he had to <laughs> 35 minutes. And he like was walking, like pacing up and back between like the back scaffolding of like the event. Like fucking, he goes, it takes me a fucking half hour. He's like, don't even take me. I'm, I'm not worth it. Like I shouldn't be either. You guys are the fucking best. Take each other. Like this is bullshit. You know, everyone, like Corey was just standing there like, like, uh, what do I do, dude? Like, and then, of course, Corey takes him because he's like, uh, I'm not going to win against Nicole or have a better yeah. shot at least against Enzo. Uh, and then he took him and then immediately started talking shit about Nicole. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> you were just like, I'm a piece of shit. Don't take me. And then as soon as Corey takes you, he's like, bye-bye, Nicole. He's like, you had your chance. You already won your money. See ya. Like, kicking her on the way out. It was very strange. You know, I, I love that. <laughs> From, from Enzo. That's why I picked him. That's why he's the best. That's he why he's the goat. Um, no, I mean like, so I didn't watch it, um, hand up, but I did like read the recaps, and yeah. I still follow all the socials. So like, I saw some of it. I saw some like highlight moments. Yeah. But um, I mean, man, what a. It was a boring season, yeah. but, like, what a, a perfect season. It was just kind of, like... For 2020, yes. It was just, like, underwhelming at times. And at me and Sarah, it's every single time we talked about it, it's just, like, oh, the people who were in power. There wasn't a single week where, basically, Cody wasn't in power. Big Brother this year was what we wanted the presidential election to be. Yeah. Yes. Very well said. Very well said. And we just had to look elsewhere to find it, is really yeah. what, what the moral of the story is. Yeah. Uh, CBS and uh, the United States have flipped the television, you know, the, uh, the broadcast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed Big Brother. It was like cool to see like the past people, like, I, I, did, I knew who Enzo was, but I didn't know he was going to be like that, which was, like, fucking hysterical to see. Um, I just hope that it's back to normal Big Brother next summer. I think it will be. And it's, like, you just have all house guests that don't, aren't celebrities, they're just doing their own thing, and then you get, like, the weird infighting, you get people like that. One... I just, it needs to be one side of the house against another side, and they pick sides. That's where it's I the wish, most entertaining. I wish Casey had been on this season. I think that would have made it. That would have been big. Way better. Yeah. But she was actually, she's probably doing like something. She does the challenge now on like MTV, if you've ever seen that. I mean, good for her, dude. Yeah. 
she and she she was like winning it. I think like her and like a couple other big big brother people have gone over and like they're always on the challenge now on MTV. That seems to be a more lucrative move. Yeah, and like the like those are some people's like jobs. Like they're like I don't yeah. I don't also work at like a company. Like I literally just go on television and try to win money, and that's my shit. I but mean, they do win like a million dollars every time they play. Hey. I don't know if you know, like, Johnny Bananas, he's, like, one of the most challenges ever. Like, he's, like, I've made, like, $8 million or something off of just playing the challenge. Yeah. I mean, dude, Johnny Bananas is, like, a fucking, he's, like, a, (coughs) like, almost a household name. Yeah. And we call it, uh, 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 the big guy from Boston, um, TC, maybe? CT. CT. Yeah. He's a big guy from, he's a big dummy lughead from Boston who's like 40 something now and he's still competing against 20 year olds and he's just like blows his knee out every other season. But um, I do follow someone on Instagram from the challenge. Her name's like Kayla Casillas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't watch it. She's pretty legit. She's pretty hot too. So I think you have to get on that. Yeah, I think that's like a pretty, like, I don't think I could get on the challenge. I don't think, I don't think it matters with guys. Okay. I think I can get on the challenge. Yeah. There you go. President, OnlyFans, challenge. Yep. Um, um, career path. To wrap up, Big Brother. Um, it was a good one. Davon wins Davon wins America's vote. Yeah. Which is awesome. I thought Enzo was going to win it, but Who? Enzo. I thought Enzo would win America's vote. Yeah. I don't know. I think there was uh maybe they rigged the ballot box a little bit there just to have everyone feel happy. No, I thought, I thought Devon was, like, awesome. Like, she's, like, catty oh. and bitchy, but, like, could hold her own shit. 100%. I, uh, yes. America's favorite. But I think, like, if the roles had been flipped, you know what I mean? Like, if she had gone to the final two and yeah. Enzo had been out early, I think and, Enzo would have been there. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get they, However, Tyler's season, I think Tyler lost to Casey, and then they gave Tyler, who came in second place, America's vote. So, um, so wrapping up BB, do we want to get into our very new segment? That since we don't have beat up, oh, fucking Joe just won Michigan. Go, baby. Joe just won Michigan. I want to see the the final tally. What we've got to be up to two fifty three for Joe. He needs seventeen more electoral college votes. They don't even have a called yet. The AP doesn't have a called yet. I find that interesting. It's on CNN right now. Dude, I mean, it was close in Michigan. Yeah. The, it was Trump's going like, to be shaking his fucking boots right now. Yeah, it's got to be, it's a margin of like 60,000 votes. Yeah. In Nevada, it's only like 8,000 votes. I know Nevada yeah. doesn't have everything in, but it's only eight, under 8,000. Uh, so, sorry, to get back to it, we don't have a TV show to talk about every week, like Big Brother, and we have gotten some complaints directly from our guests like Jared and, um, and maybe RJ of us just talking over them about a television show they don't watch. Um, we want to change it Nobody up a little bit. Nobody watches Big Brother, but uh, I know. Um, I do want to talk about a new television show that people probably want to get into, <laughs> and I am calling this new segment on this no- cold November day, The Dunkalorian. Yeah. So we are... Uh, Duncan himself has uh, stated 
um, well, actually, give us your own um, like rundown of your Star Wars experience. My Star Wars experience is that I have seen the three newest movies. So, <laughs> what is it? Rogue One, um, The Last Jedi, and what's the other one? I'm, I'm not going to fact check you until I'm like, not going to fact check me. Um, uh, the last one is. Um, take, take a guess. <laughs> Sandra's Hyundai. I don't know. <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. Toyota Fountain 2020. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so so these last about. three that you are talking about, you seem to be always fixated on Rogue One as well. Rogue One is not in like the trilogy of the last three. The last three is The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. <laughs> And The Rise of Skywalker. Rogue One is like a spinoff that did come out recently, along with yeah. Solo, but it is not a I've part of like, I've also seen Solo. So in total, I've seen five Star Wars movies. You, so you have not seen any of the original or the prequels. So, nope. one, so one through six you haven't seen. Correct. I have you not seen, seen any of those. I have a vague knowledge of the plot line because I would read novels adapted from the movies okay okay uh, uh so i think i've read the first six stories oh, really? i essentially read the script you um, also may have do you know exactly like you read like the novel for episode one phantom menace correct i believe so so i'm going to i am going to slowly try to peel this onion um without revealing or without confusing you, because I do need to reveal a lot, there are novels out there that are considered legends or non-canon. So yeah. you, I'm, I was what I was thinking, like maybe Duncan literally read like Shatters of the Mind's Eye, which is a movie, which is a book that never took place in the canonical movies. Yeah, but it is yeah. an amazing read. I, to the best of my knowledge, what happened was. I would go to the library mm -hmm. and they would have like Star Wars episode, whatever. And then it would be like a small 300 page book. Small 300 pages. Well, I mean like in the grand. That's big for me. Yeah. I mean the Harry Potter books were like 800 pages. So I'd say relatively small. Yeah. That's all um, shit. Yeah. <laughs> all that JK Rowling. You know, she hates trans people, I think. Yeah, she's in big trouble, dude. People don't like her anymore. Um, and so I would read them. And so I cannot tell you for sure that I've read all six of them, but I've read enough of them that I have a fairly decent knowledge of the plot line yeah. of the first six movies. And Star Wars is one of those things where, like, I will talk with people and they're like, oh, I don't know Star Wars. And I'm like, Star Wars is such, like, a like pop culture phenomenon like how do you not know even like a little bit because like i know enough e to get by everyone like you know like darth Vader's looks dad um fucking there's robots and lightsabers in the force and yoda and like they should know that there are some people who are like i don't even know they're trying to be cool they're like, oh, like, uh, it's like Dark dark Man, and he's got a red light, a red sword. And I'm like, you fucking know what it is. <laughs> I know, so I, I'm 100% certain there is the movie, and I read the book. It's the one with, 
I believe it's Luke in like the stone or whatever it is when he's like frozen. Okay. I've read that one. I think that's the same one as the one where they get stuck in the trash compactor. Okay. Yeah. So that is my reference point. Oh, oh, for, for, for Duncan Lorian, for the Mandalorian. That's your reference point. Yes, I believe. And then maybe I've read a couple other ones. There was one where um, they were on <laughs> they were on the spaceship, mm-hmm. the Millennium Falcon. Yes, and they had to do some maneuvers, and then they were fighting a bunch of X wings. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was another kind of spaceship, and then they uh, saved the Empire, or they they were the rebels. Yes. Okay. The frozen in stone is from Return of the Jedi. And it's Han Solo is in the stone. Han Solo. Yeah. yeah. And then it's not Luke. And then you said, what was the next thing you said? That Luke. Trash compactor. Trash compactor. So that is actually two movies prior to that happening. <laughs> okay. So where they, we have, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you did, say, you did say Millennium Falcon. You did have that buzzword. Um, yeah. And they were fighting X-Wings is what you said. That is incorrect. The <laughs> X-Wings are on the Rebellion. They were fighting TIE fighters to destroy the Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, there were X-Wings involved. Yes, they were involved. They weren't fighting okay. the X-Wings. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then my the maneuvers, my the maneuvers, yeah, you, you're good. So I believe they had to fly the Millennium Falcon sideways through like somewhat of a canal in the mm-hmm. Death Star. Yep. And everyone was like, pew, 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 that's, pew. that's Return of the Jedi still. If the, if, the, if the Falcon is in the Death Star, that's the Death Star 2. It's much bigger than Death Star 1. Um, and that's Return of the Jedi. Um, so where do they get all the materials to just keep building these Death Stars? Oh, man. There's like, this is, they, we're, we're in they, a time, it, we're in a time of Star Wars where like they're revealing Things that were never talked about in the originals, like, oh, like this is for, yeah. If you need to go do something, go do it. Uh, I was just gonna say that they're, they're revealing planets and like jobs, little things that happen, um, so that like there's like justification for people to like ask, like, well, what happened to the second Death Star? Like, how did they build it? How did they get the materials? There's some sort of weird little stupid thing where like the Empire was on a planet that had enough metal that they just were able to make the Death Star and stuff. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I just got a phone call from a 978 number, and then all of my audio went fucking banana land, and I didn't hear any of that. I hope Skype picked it up, but yeah, um, I may have to cut that out. You're good, though. But my addendum is that I watched, I would say... 65% of the first season of The Mandalorian. Yes. So do you want me to catch you up, or would you rather save that maybe for another time we can talk about the more recent episode? I Let's just talk episode one, baby. Episode one, season two. Yes. All right. So, so Duncan, can, I try to, can I tell you what I saw and try to guess what happened? Yes. Okay, so I saw it was a bunch of the fucking um, the little sand people that have the weird robes and the fucking head thing. And they all had spears. Yeah. And they were throwing spears at this big fucking snail looking motherfucker. Yeah. Um, 
who was chained to some chained to a pole in the sand, which you know everyone knows when you want to keep a big beast from going places, just toss a pole in some sand and tie it to it, and you nothing will go wrong. There is yeah. nothing that will go wrong. Um, and so he was not pumped as you know one is when th- others are throwing spears at them. And then um, it was, I don't, is it the Mandalorian? Is that the like main character guy with the mask? Yeah. That never takes his mask off? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that was like Boba Fett or somebody. Well, Buzzword, we'll, get into, we'll get into a, that. We'll get into yeah. that. Yeah. So then him and this other guy who turns out to be um, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Uh, they just start like, shooting i think at the monster for some reason duncan doesn't know why they're shooting <laughs> at this monster yep um i was pretty into the monster and then baby yoda just kind of like tilts his head a little bit yeah. and then the monster goes just into the sand mm-hmm. and i'm that was confusing like again what the pole in the what the purpose of the pole in the sand was lost on me. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Timothy Oliphant is like freaking out, and some like there's something with a kid, and then um, the monster throws up on all of them for some reason. Yeah. And like everyone's scared of the puke. Um, and then he's like basically swimming through these sand dunes. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Mandalorian is like, I have an idea. And there's like a fucking uh, big old, like, um, it's like a bison with explosives strapped on it. Mm-hmm. And um, so they. Uh... <laughs> How are you describing this as like some sort of fever dream you had? <laughs> it makes um, sense to me, but. Yeah, it makes sense if you've watched it, but if you haven't watched it, you are not following whatsoever. Yeah, you're, you're also probably not happy. Um, <laughs> and so he's like, I have an idea. Just like, do you trust me? And then um, so he goes over and he grabs onto the bison and he like holds the bison and he like attracts the attention of the big slug monster, the sand slug. And then the sand slug eats him and the bison. And then he blows up the sand slug and then um and then he like just casually walks away from it and then timothy oliphant is like hey here's your mask and your suit back i'm just gonna go on my way uh because i don't know what i was doing here in the middle of the desert anyway and then he's like and hey you tell those people that i didn't do that to that mask and then um and then the Mando Mando just like zooms away on his little scooter thing. Yes. What is there anything else? I think that was the end of the episode. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you great, great retelling of the story. Um, you you do touch on things that you also like don't know that are really, really like important and like big Easter eggs and like fun things. It's like, you're just like, you can tell by like story writing. You're like, that's probably important. Like that they focused on that or something. So, um, a lot of the characters are correct. So I will, you basically, yeah, you saw like the last like 15 minutes of that, like 
45 minute episode. The beginning starts off uh, with um, Mando with the child. That's what like all like the marketing calls Baby Yoda. Yes, uh, my guess. I'm just gonna give you a quick guess of the synopsis. My guess is that for some reason, something happens right at the beginning of the episode. They're in a town or something with like a market type of vibe. And then somebody tells them something. And for some reason, they have to go kill the sea slug. Um, because at the end, the sea slug gets eaten by all the, are they called walks? Or is that the little tiny people? No. There's no. The sand people. Eat that it. is what they are called, the sand people. The sand people. And then they pull a pearl like a massive bowling ball sized pearl. And they like, they're so excited about it, bro. <laughs> it is insane how pumped they are about that shit. But they just sort of like found it in their yeah. piece. In, in, so in. my guess is that for some reason, someone tells Mando something that then him and baby Yoda have to go and facilitate the sand people finding this pearl. Yeah. Okay. That, I, that it's not far off. Okay. So, the, we open. Um, Mando, <laughs> Mando, Baby Yoda are on a different planet. They start off this episode on a completely different planet. Yeah. Some details to it. It's very city-like, and you can see a lot of graffiti that seems to be like very anti-Empire because it's like yeah. pictures of like um, stormtroopers with like X's like through them or something like that. Yeah. He walks into kind of like a a, a building that turns out to be where. Um, pig people they're called something i forget what they're called are fighting for like entertainment and he sits down ringside police no oh no they're like they look like actual pig people that are basically also from return of the jedi okay yeah fighting he sits down next to this guy he has one eye and he basically asks him hey where can i find another mandalorian because this whole season is Mando needs to find another, uh, like, more Mandalorians, people like him. Like, he goes by the Mandalorian because a Mandalorian is a race of, or it's more of a religion in, like, a group of people. Yeah. They all have, like, the, 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 the helmets and this armor. They're very, like, warlike people and everything. He also, Guy with One Eye, is voiced by uh, John Leguizamo. Oh, yeah. John Leguizamo, yeah. famous um, political activist. John Leguizamo. Yeah. Um, it's really, really nice. He basically says, yeah, I'll tell you, but like after this fight, holds him up with gunpoint. Mando, like, this is like the first five minutes, goes like, you don't want to do that. And he goes, I think I do. And he's about to pull the trigger and Mando has what he calls the canaries. It's like a little thing on his arm that he shoots off all these little tiny like pin missiles and he like, it stabs everyone in the neck and they'll die. Chases the guy down, hangs him up from a lamppost and says, where's Mando? was like another Mandalorian and he goes, it's on Tatooine. You got to go to Moss Pelgo. He goes, okay. He's been to Tatooine before. Tatooine for you, Duncan, is where both Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker grew up. Yes. I know Tatooine. They were on the farm and then there is a silo on the farm. Yeah. Blue milk. Blue milk is on Tatooine. Yeah. Mando goes, he actually lands in Moss Eisley, which is where like Jabba the Hutt and like the the original like Star Wars where it's like all like the bands playing in that bar, that's Moss Eisley. 
he uh, meet, basically meets up with a woman, I forget her name, but she's like a well-known actress that was in the first season. All she basically does is just watch Mando's ship as he goes off and tries to find Moss Pelgos. Moss Pelgo. Comes across it. Moss Pelagos. Moss Pelgo, yeah. Comes, finds, finds the desert. It's like really old and decrepit. There's not many people. And this is where we start getting shot for shot of literally like fistful of dollars, like the Clint Eastwood Spaghetti Western. Where it's him riding, Mando's riding on his like little speeder, and he's just yep. looking back and forth, walking through the center of town, and seeing all the people like out on like their porch and being like staring at him, and, like who's this guy and everything. And it's like shot for shot of like Clint Eastwood on his horse going into like a little lonely town. Like oh, goes into a bar, asks for a Mandalorian. And he goes, oh yeah, like there's a Mandalorian here. He has the same armor as you. It's our marshal. Just as he says it. The marshal comes in wearing full Mando armor. Now, this is probably where you didn't, like, may have fallen off. And also, you probably didn't see this part. The armor is very recognizable because you're right. It is Boba Fett's armor. Oh. Yeah. But we Timothy have, Oliphant has it. Yes, Timothy Oliphant has it. We come... To, we, in Return of the Jedi, Episode 6, um, Boba Fett basically dies in what's known as the Sarlacc pit. It's yeah. basically like a pit in the sand that has like a creature in it that eats you up. He dies. However, his armor survives. Timothy Oliphant has it. He goes into like a backstory how he found it from some Java, Jawas and he like traded shit to get it. Comes back. Also, miners, after the Empire blew up, miners came into his little town and like started killing everyone. He escaped, found, finds the armor with the Jawas, comes back takes back over his town and he's just been like, I've been the marshal ever since because I use this armor to like scare people off and protect my people. Just as Mando's like, I need the armor back because he finds out Timothy Oliphant is, isn't a Mandalorian. He just has the armor. Mandalorian also doesn't know whose armor that is from what we can tell. Um, he doesn't know it's a basically famous bounty hunter's armor. Um, just as he's like, well, I'm not going to get rid of it. Like you need to help me. The big sea, the big sand slug comes in through town, doing like the like ripping up all the like the houses and everything, making like a big like a wake of sand, and he eats the big bison thing. Those bison are called bantha. Ah, yeah, bantha, and they're like rawr, rawr. they make these this crazy mess. Yeah. Um, eats it, and he goes, "That's the problem. I need you to help me with. We need to go get it. I know where it lives, and so like if you help me kill it, you can have your armor." Or like this Mando armor, and so the uh, cool little Easter egg, the sound that that sea slug makes. The sea slug is also called a crate dragon. Yeah, a dragon, crate dragon. So um, it makes like a weird, like almost high pitched noise. They use the same noise that Obi Wan Kenobi made in A New Hope to scare off the sand people because they were attacking Luke back in like the original movie. Oh. So they just repurposed the sound to give it to the actual, and he goes, I scared up, Obi-Wan says to Luke in the original movie, oh, I scared off those, those sand people because I did a crate dragon noise. So that's always been like a little Easter egg. Also, the sand people are called Tusken Raiders. Whole thing, you're basically, <laughs> we get to the point, they go, they see it, they go, ah, oh, there's, there's too few of us. I do feel home. like it's a dicey, uh, Thing to just call them sand people. You know what I mean? 
Like there's yeah. there's some connotations there. there so. That sand people's been thrown around. Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan Raiders, yeah. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. um the politically correct term. Timothy Oliphant and Mando go to where the Craig Dragon lives. It's in that big cave that you saw at the end. They're like, there's we can't the two of us can't like help this out. We need more help. And as they're going back to most Pelgo, they get the help basically from Tuscan Raiders and the townspeople. So they both kind of team up because the the Tuscan Raiders want to kill the Crate Dragon because it's been killing their people. And they know that big bowling ball pearl that they have is like something they want that is in the Crate Dragon. And basically from there, like that's the episode. They set up a trap. They lay down, lay, lay down bombs. It doesn't work. Uh, Mando has to like take it on himself to be eaten by the Crate Dragon, bust his way out and blow it up from the inside. Um, he gets... Not even like they he was like covered in like um crate dragon. Like he just like kind of like strolled out and was yeah. like, What's up guys? Got yeah, that little, motherfucker. A little bit of slime on him. So um yeah. the importance of the pearl isn't that big, but it's been in old video games and books that the crate dragon pearls can be refined and melted down to make the crystals for lightsabers. So it's a good little Easter. And uh, finally, he gives him the, the armor. He does say, that wasn't me who broke it. Mm-hmm. Talking about the jetpack part. Because in, okay. in Return of the Jedi, when Boba Fett dies, Han Solo accidentally hits um, Boba Fett's that back part. And Boba Fett like flies off because the, rocket's bro- the jetpack's broken. And it makes him fall into the Sarlacc pit. So it's, again, it's another callback to being like, I didn't break that on it. Um, the final scene, Mando takes off with the, the armor, and there's a guy. You didn't see the guy at the very end of the episode? He's, like, watching as Mando goes across the, the desert. No, I must have missed that. It's a guy standing, and he's got, like, Tuscan Raider weapons, like a club and yeah. a rifle. He turns around, and it's the actor is Tamora Morris, Tamura Morris, who, in the prequels, the Clone Wars, plays all of the clones and Jango Fett. So basically, Boba Fett is still alive. It's that actor at the very end, and he sees Mando take off with his old armor. So we learn that Boba Fett did survive the Sarlacc pit. Mando has his armor. Yeah. Wait, how do we learn that Boba Fett survived? Because that was Boba Fett at the very end of the episode. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, That makes sense. Other uh, little Easter eggs. Timothy Oliphant rides a little speeder as he's like going through the desert with Mando. It l- seems to be made out of the pod racer that Anakin Skywalker raced in Phantom Menace. Seems to be. I know that. I remember Anakin racing in in Phantom yeah. Menace. It seems that like like one of the engines from the pod racer is what Timothy Oliphant rides on for his, his speeder. Any any other say, any other questions that you may have that I can definitely answer? I know everything. I don't have any questions, but I enjoy that everyone in the Star Wars universe is so resourceful. Yes. Well, that was it. It's also paying homage to the original series. They just had to. They didn't have a lot of money. George Lucas didn't have a lot of money, so he literally made props out of like random household things like yeah. in in a certain shot it, it's in like more like tech 
tech savvy planet an alarm goes off and people are like running away from like stormtroopers and there's a guy he runs around a corner and he has this like canister and it's blatantly an ice cream maker from like the 80s <laughs> but they like they put like a sticker on it to make it look like it's like this canister and now they use it all the time like it's been used like actually three times in the mandalorian this like ice cream maker canister they just like make it up to be like a like a little safe yeah i love that i, I also just like john favreau has such he dude he's like an absolute like between this and the chef in the Iron Man series, like he fucking kills it. He, he's like the financer. He's like I and the really, really, really good director for live action. He's just like I want. I genuinely want to get this this show done because I love it. I love Star Wars. But the guy behind making all these little references and tying everything together is Dave Filoni. He's worked on the Clone Wars. He's worked on a couple of live action like Star Wars things, and he's worked on the Rebels, all cartoons. Um, and like he literally, is, he's basically like the second coming of George Lucas, knowing literally everything about it. Um, so like the little references, like Boba Fett's not dead, the ice cream maker thing, the crate dragon pearl, the Tuscan Raider language. In literally yeah. in a book, it said Tuscan Raiders use sign language, and so he yeah. was like, oh, I need to do that little fact and make it connect to this. Fantastic! I love. Because I don't have the same connection to Star Wars that you do, but it is, like, I love the dedication to that sort of thing. That makes me more into it. Yeah, exactly. I love, like, like whenever they go to Tatooine, this is the second time they've been on to Tatooine, they pay, like, they basically remake a Clint Eastwood Spaghetti Western movie. The one yeah. before, it was, he, it, I forget what movie it's paying homage to, but it's basically, like, the plot is... There are there is a bounty hunter who needs to go chase down another bounty hunter. That's the yeah. episode, which is related basically to a movie. This one, it's oh, like we gotta go. Like there's a like the western, uh, you know, counterpart to this episode was there's a big pack of like wolves that are always like terrorizing our town. Like we need to go like put like go kill them and put a stop to them. And they do. So they're always like connecting back to like other movies or like that aren't just in the Star Wars universe. But I like this. I like this. Uh, the segment, the Dunkalorian, because it can be I you, think, you explaining, and me fact checking you. Yeah. Yes. 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 I am excited to watch the Mandalorian and then retell it based on a vague memorization of how the episode was. Yeah. This next episode, I think that's coming on Friday. You are going to be very lost. Yeah. I, I've already the- seen. I've already seen like the plot summary and I'm like, mm, Duncan's not going to know, going to know anything. This was like low tier. Like the big thing was Boba Fett and you didn't really need to know anything else, but there's going to be some plot points where you're like, I don't know what is happening. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that segment. Um, do you have much else? Do you want to do a quick top five? Well, I was actually, I wanted to sub top five. I have a special guest right with me that wants oh, yeah. to do a game show. Um, so I have her right here. I have some questions. Did we come up with a name for this show? Been maps, maps, maps. Uh, maps, maps, maps. But now it's turned into like things that I'm teaching. Maybe, are you smarter than a seventh grader? Yes. I like that. Yeah. We can workshop it. Okay. We'll come up with something. I'm, I'm taking off my headphones so like we can all talk and whatnot. Um, 
Hopefully the audio isn't that bad. I'm gonna try to get, yeah, I'm trying to get Sarah closer. But um, so we, this is this has also been beta tested this segment for quite some time. Um, I, I beta beta toy boycott. Yeah, you guys may have heard the the inklings of this segment um, at the end of the RJ episode where I quizzed Sarah briefly on certain countries in the world, and she did a really, really good job. I would stand on my side. Yeah. Um, so she's here with me right now. I think she's, she doesn't want to be on camera. No, you can put me on camera. Damn, maybe there we go. I'm still working. So. Yeah, Thank you for following the podcast, Sarah. Okay, Sarah. Of course. She's, she's doing double duty right now. She's actually also um, has a real person job, unlike me or you. Yeah. So... Um, the, the rules uh, of this game show um, of maps, 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 or are you smarter than a seventh grader? That's what it should be. It should be maps, 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 semicolon, are you smarter than a seventh grader? <laughs> the Trolling Stone podcast story. Um, well, I have Ben texted me and asked me to explain everything I know about semicolons. About what? Semicolons. Oh, semicolons. Um, so I have a couple of questions that my seventh graders would know um and i'm i hear a lot of them all the time. oh yeah they the, yeah they don't no they do know a lot we don't talk about my work um anymore oh, sorry. yeah um that was not me someone else saying that um that they would definitely they do know th this stuff and so i'm going to they're not going to be m multiple choice per se but i am going to just be like what is this I'm, i tried to make it the best i could like a single word answer or like yeah. a tiny explanation of something i'm going to if i'm i have one one two three four five six seven questions so basically whoever gets the most like the best what four out of se four out of seven whoever gets four out of seven will win okay okay, okay. Um, would you two like to, uh, rock, paper, scissors, shoot for who goes first? Oh, so you're going to like go back and forth, not yeah. with each other. Yeah. Um, no, there's a guess. You can go first. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, you are going first. Um, first question. Um, oh no, I actually have eight. Never mind. Do seven though, because what yeah. If it, yeah. Okay. So besides history and geography can you name one other branch of social studies besides history um, and geography civics yeah civics okay i'm gonna come yeah. to you next i'm gonna come to you next duncan so my students did Were there other answers to that question or was that it yeah there's other answers she could have also said she could have said psychology uh, that's Go government one of them she said civics. Oh, so if I had said government, that would have been right? Yeah, I would have given it to you. Okay. Economics oh, yeah. and sociology. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Psychology is a social studies because it's the study of how someone thinks. And behaves. It's not science. No, it could be a science. It could be a social science. <laughs> That's just not science. <laughs> um, Duncan. So Sarah has one point. Duncan, what is the difference between a primary and a secondary source? Oh, a primary source. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, 
Seventh graders need to know this. I used to know this. A primary source, I believe, is something that is, I don't know how to say this without, so like a secondary source would be like a newspaper article or something in which they reference other things. That's, that's what did you Whereas, say? That's a secondary source. Whereas a primary source would be something like a text or something where you are directly referencing that. Um, uh, yes, I'm going to give that to you. So a, a primary source is some sort of piece of evidence or some sort of documentation of an event at that exact moment. So okay. Or uh, a newspaper article uh, could be both um, a diary entry, a letter. A secondary source is one step removed. So there's yeah. no longer someone talking of who experienced the event anymore. That is talking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. We're one in one, folks. Um, heated debate. Um, Sarah, this is where we get into more specifics. What natural disaster usually occurs in the Indian subcontinent? What landslide? Uh, that's your final answer. A landslide. Indian ah uh, tsunami. You know what, folks? I am gonna give it to her. With tsunami. The term is monsoon, but we will take tsunami because it's the same thing. Chinese tsunami. No, it's not. A monsoon <laughs> and a tsunami are the same fucking thing. They're heavy no, rain. they're not. And they make big waves. Tsunami is specifically the wave. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not in the National Geographic's uh, textbook. We're 2 one done. Right. Ask the question while I dispute this. You you want tsunami noun? A long high sea wave caused by an earthquake, submarine landslide, or other disturbance. Okay, then we're not going to give it to Sarah. <laughs> one and one. You, you already said yes. You can't take it back. I took it back. Um, I'm the host of this show. I can do whatever the hell I want. Um, <laughs> Duncan is also not going to get this one either. Um, Duncan, what jobs do the Vicias cast? usually have vicia vicia cast usually have what jobs what is vicia so i've never heard of that in my life you mean like visa you're, you're <laughs> pronouncing that correctly i am pronouncing it correctly and is it vicia is a separate term or is it vicia cast vicia is a separate term I'm going, I'll type it in the chat if it opens up. I have no idea, so I'm just trying to get this purely by etymology. Oh, no, I didn't even type the message. <clears throat> Vicia. Um, I would guess they had... I, this is such a tough question because I don't even have any reference for like what. Oh, okay. That's. Patience. Um, they were leaders of uh, communities. Eh, wrong. 
The Vicious cast is actually the commoners. They are usually merchants or artisans. Peasants. Okay. No, hey, they're not peasants. My, my note on this is I think that you need to give us a, a history reference point for mm -hmm. each week's question. Ancient India is today. Okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have gotten that either way. Ancient India. All right, Sarah. So we're one and one still. Sarah. Again, we're still in ancient India. What are the Vedas? Um, what are the Vedas? What are the Vedas? All right, I'm, I'm not saying like my answer. I'm just like say things out loud. Yeah, word association, I like it. Um, Vedas, aren't those bugs? <laughs> I, see, that makes me seem like it's your final answer. No. Uh, no, it's actually just someone in a Boston accent saying Darth Vader. Yavedas. It's the, the Vedas or something. Yeah. He's using the fox. And then, and then that Vedas guy killed them. Is it with a lowercase v? So you can't ask more questions. Uh, no, cool. it's uppercase. I should know. It is uppercase. Okay. So it is uppercase. Um, are they royalty? Um, no, I'm not asking. You cannot ask <laughs> Vedas. Uh, royal um, Indian kings. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And wrong. The Vedas are the religious texts of the Hindus. Uh. Their books. Duncan, we're still 1 1. Who? Who is Siddhartha Gautama? Um, who is Siddhartha uh, Gautama? Um, oh, Jesus Christ. This is a single man. Who is Siddhartha Gautama? Uh, he was the high priest of the Buddhist temple. Be more specific. No, we're not giving this to him. If he didn't give me tsunamis, like if this is yeah, I may not give this to you since he didn't get with tsunamis. I need, he technically he's not, but you're very close. Is he the? Is am I missing the term? For the yes. high priest, <laughs> yes, he is the um, Hindu master. I mean, I, I'm not going to give this to you. Okay, that's fine. What's the answer? <laughs> Siddhartha Gautama is Buddha. Oh, he is Buddha. Yes, oh. he's Buddha. oh, he's the original Buddha. It's Buddha is also a title. Okay, the enlightened one. All right, okay. both of you are still tied. And it's now Sarah's. So I'm actually going to, uh, for a tiebreaker, I'm going to give you guys both the same answer to see like, if you can you get this. Question. Same, yeah, question. Are you, are you guys ready? Yes. What was the river, what, or I'm sorry, what river was the birth of civilization in ancient India? The civilization started around the single river in India. What is it? Red River. I got no, red. the Red Sea. No, come on, take everything back. <laughs> take it all. Um, Duncan, you can guess. <laughs> I believe it's the Delhi River. Is that your final answer? Yeah. No. Fuck. Uh, re the Red Sea, Red River. Yeah? No. Oh, you were just <laughs> nodding your head. I'm just, I want you to work it out. It, it, you're both incorrect. I'll give you both one more guess. 
Oh, I thought you were gonna give us like a hint. No. Oh, sorry. So. <laughs> uh, uh, you would you would you like a hint because we do need a winner? Yeah. Yes. It's very close to India. The word, the oh, t- the name of it. Oh. Uh. I've said it a million times in this household teaching my kids. Um. Is this a famous river? I would know. Yes. Indy River. That's very close, but no. Duncan? Indiana. The, I'm now just trying to come up with words that are close to India. Um, Hindu River. The River of Buddha. <laughs> no. No one would know these answers besides your, like, literally some creators. Like, this is why... Goes back to my because if I had known we were doing ancient India today, I would have at least like looked at a map of India. You got one more guess, Tom. Um, I genuinely the Indian um, Delta. No, the Indus River. Uh, you were very close, but you're not right. A word that sounds like a dirty word, but is not a dirty word. Uh, well, we are out of time, unfortunately. Thank God, actually. This was, I'm, I was losing my mind over here. All right, we have no winner. Be... We're going to, all right. So this is a, we, this is our, our unveiling of the new segment. We're going to workshop it a little bit. We're going to work on it. We're going to come in prepared next week. And this is going to be a great segment. Yeah. It's reoccurring. So right now, the two of you are, yes, not as smart as seventh graders. Yeah. We're dumb. So let's try to change that next time around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't, maybe you should like switch up, not just oh, yeah, yeah. one area. Yeah. We also, yeah, I think we need to workshop like difficulty of questions too. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff. We got work to do, and hey, I'm happy about it. Study up. This is a good thing. <clears throat> All right. Um, Duncan, do you got anything else? Uh, the only other thing that's written in my notes is corn dogs, and I don't know why I wrote that in my notes. Well, excellent send off. Folks, corn dogs. Uh, this has been the fucking Trollstone podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this is Jackson, and I'm out. Keep it sleazy. Uh, this is Duncan. I just wanted to real quick give a shout out to our uh, longtime friend and dedicated maybe listener, um, <laughs> Izzy, oh. who said that I sound like David Letterman in my mannerisms and way of conversational uh, speaking. I pray. And it, yeah, I was like, you are selling me way too hot. But I, pro- I probably sound like um, Sloth in the Yeah. That's <laughs> right. All right. Peace out, you cool cats and kids. I will shoot up, baby duck if it quacks with a Ruger Top billing, come cops and billing it Shots is block shipped out and bought and y'all feeling it LP killing it, killer Mike killing shit What more can I say, we top billing it Valiant without villain it, viciously found victory Burnt towns and villages, burning, looting and pillaging Murderers try to hurt us, we curse them and all their children I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away I don't work for free, I am barely giving a fuck away so tell Begging Johnny and mommy to get the fuck away. Hey, yo, here's a gun, son. Now 